0: Welcome back to Rock Tale Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Tregg, and Michael. We are three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rock Tale Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all times. This Rock Tale Hour, Tregg is going to
1: present the song Layla by Derek and the Dominos, so we'll turn it over to Tregg. Before I get into the details of what this song is about, I have a bit of a confession. You know, Tim, you and I, we've been friends for 40 years, and uh, I'm in love with your wife.
0: <laughs> it's not awkward.
1: <laughs> well, as absurd as that may sound, uh, that's exactly what happened in this story. Uh, Eric Clapton uh, was very good friends with George Harrison. Eric Clapton fell in love with his wife, Patty Boyd, and he, he mentions in his autobiography that he first saw Patty uh, after or backstage uh, at a Cream concert and immediately fell in love with her. She was just incredibly beautiful and she also uh, he he describes her as being internally beautiful. So he had this infatuation that lasted for many years while he was trying to win her and it it interfered with the the relationships that he had with many other women that were in his life because even while he was waiting to be able to steal Patty Boyd away from George Harrison, there were many other women in his life uh, the first one, I don't remember her name, but uh, after he fell in love with Patty and couldn't really concentrate on her anymore, she left him and went to Paris and moved in with Jimmy Page. I found that was pretty funny as uh, as I'm reading Eric Clapton's autobiography that it sounds like the women that were in their network just bounced from one rock star to the next. Isn't that what you noticed too, Michael?
0: Yeah, and uh, it's, it's interesting to me that a woman would... Uh... Kind of have a series of relationships, each with some of the biggest rock stars in rock music at the time. And I relate to this story a lot because my experience in high school was exactly opposite. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I there were no girls in high school that liked me. So,
1: <laughs> well, one of the uh, one of the women early in uh, Eric Clapton's history after he fell in love with Patty Boyd was a, a young girl named Alice Ormsby Gore. She was 16 years old when
0: they met. She's the one I believe from the bio that came to live with him, showed up with a guy named Monster, and uh, then just, right. just ended up staying at Eric's house. She, I think, she used to wear Persian clothes, which which evoked uh, in Clapton's mind the title of uh, of some
1: book that had Layla in the title. So they started calling her Layla. So she was the original Layla. That's right. But it, what? But the song Layla was not written about Alice ormsby Gore. It was written about Patty Boyd. Um, one night, a few years later, uh, Clapton called up Patty and confessed over the phone that he was in love with her. And she knew that it wasn't going to work and tried to convince him it wasn't going to work. But he, he convinced her to let him come over to the house. And this is you know while she's still married to, uh, to George Harrison. So he went over and he took a bottle of wine and they ended up drinking the wine and making out. That, which I found to be pretty odd that he's making out with his best friend's wife even while they're still married. But this tipped off to him that maybe everything wasn't all uh, perfect in their marriage. (laughs) That was the first clue. Yeah. (laughs) So after this night, after he's making out with with Patty Boyd, he was so excited about it. He was driving home in his Ferrari and driving a little bit too fast. He hit a fence and it flipped the car over. Of course, he was a little bit drunk at the time, too. So he's sitting upside down in his car, hanging on by his seatbelt and wondering, what what, what am I going to do now? So he unbuckles the seatbelt and falls, you know, out of the car, gets out of the car, and he starts running. He wants to hide because he's drunk and doesn't want to be caught. So he wanders into a cemetery, and then he realizes that he's going the wrong way. Oh, no, actually, he realizes he's going the wrong way, so he goes back the other direction, and then he hides in a cemetery, trying to wait for things to blow over, and decides, well, I better face the music. So he wanders back to where there was a car accident, and all of these neighbors were out in their dressing clothes and their dressing gowns and looking around with flashlights to try and find out, you know, what happened. And he owned up to it. Perfect rock star
0: uh, and alcoholic mentality. Maybe if I hide, they won't know that's my Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you
1: know, he says, luckily, the uh, the police were never involved. So, they, you know, kept his record clean, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So a little later, uh, after after Cream broke up, he was... And, and after Blind Faith broke up as well, he was uh, playing with some musicians from Delaney and Bonnie that he had become good friends with, and, and they were uh, developing some new songs. And this is actually the, the group that, that formed as Derek and the Dominoes. So uh, so Clapton forms this new band with, with Delaney and Bonnie band members and, and having a great time. He says musically this was one of his favorite times of his life. And they were getting ready to go on stage at a, at a charity concert, and they realized they didn't have a name for themselves. And so uh, I think it was one of the promoters uh, said, well, let's just call you Derek and the Dominoes. And so uh, when he finally announced them, he, I think he, he called them Dell and the Dominoes uh, by mistake. But he also forgot to announce their real names. So they, they, no, nobody even knew that it was Eric. Well, I'm sure a lot of people knew that it was Eric Clapton. But for a long time, they went around and played in small clubs throughout the country. And they played incognito. They played as Derek and the Dominoes. He, he also said that he it, that it was very uh, enjoyable to be playing in clubs of 50 or 60 people. Which, can you imagine if you're one of those people and you're sitting in the audience and mm-hmm. Eric Clapton is an international superstar and he's playing you know, yeah, to be, an audience of 50. That'd be incredible. People. A little later in the story he uh, comes across Dr. John who was a musician and he was also a reputed voodoo doctor. And so Clapton was telling Dr. John, uh, you know, that, he's, that he needed a potion, he needed a love potion, because he was in love with a woman. And uh, he told him he was deeply in love with this the wife of another man. And so Dr. John gave him a little box made out of woven straw, and he told him to put it into his pocket. A few weeks later, Clapton ran into Patty. And he said they just collided to the point where there was no turning back. So uh, a little while later, he was at uh, a friend's house, and he saw George, and he just blurted out to him, to George Harrison, I think I'm in love with your wife. And at this point, there there was hurt in George Harrison's eyes, he describes, but he said that he chose to make light of it in order to diffuse the situation. So that was the beginning of a sort of a, he describes it as a semi-clandestine affair between Clapton and Patty Boyd. During this time, he was also playing with Derek and the Dominoes, and, and he, he says that all of the songs that were written on this album, including Layla, were written for Patty Boyd. And so he, uh, one night, he convinced her to let him come over and play the album for him. He was thinking that once I show that I've poured poured my heart out to her in all of this music, she's going to be convinced that I'm the right guy for her. and She's going to leave George for good and, and come to move in with me. So, in fact, he says that specifically that Layla was a conscious attempt to speak to Patty about the fact that she was holding off and uh, that she wouldn't come to move in with him. One of the lines in there is, what are you going to do when you get lonely? My favorite song on the album, the Layla Sessions, is, have you ever loved a woman? And I love the line in it, uh, have you ever loved a woman so much that you tremble in pain? And he also references in the song the the fact that the woman that he's in love with is married to his very best friend. A few months later, after another session of trying to plead with her to leave George and move in with him, she refused again, and so he threatened to start taking heroin full-time if she didn't move in with him. and uh, he knew that, uh, that that was not going to work. And, and he also confesses that he was already doing that at the time.. <laughs> oh. So Wow. Yeah. Later on, he embarked on uh, his solo career, and he, was, he had recorded the 461 Ocean Boulevard album. And while they were on tour in LA, he knew that Patty was in LA staying with her, I think, her brother-in-law. And he convinced her to come to uh, the show to listen to the song. And he says in his autobiography that he was almost blind from a severe severe bout of conjunctivitis. And he was so drunk from nerves that while he was playing, he managed to crash into a huge potted plant on stage. But that night when he played the song, Have You, Have you Ever Loved a Woman? He said the, the words had a very special meaning because he was playing it live directly to her. So I, eventually he convinced uh, Patty to come and live with him. And he found that almost immediately he felt like, now that I've got her, I don't know if I really want her anymore. It was that kind of a situation where he, he built it up so much in his mind that the real thing just couldn't compare to what he had imagined it would be like. And so almost immediately he went back to his old ways of, of drinking heavily, still taking a lot of drugs, and, and uh, involving many other women in his life, especially on tour. He, he, would, he would involve many other women. In fact, on one occasion, uh, in he thinks that it was maybe a subconscious attempt to sabotage his relationship with Patty. He allowed Patty to catch him with another woman at their home. At this point, uh, Patty and George were still technically married, although she was living with Clapton. But uh, he, uh, Clapton, saw uh, George Harrison at a party one night, and and uh, they were, uh, in fact, they were at Clapton's home. And uh, George Harrison just kind of blurted out, well, I guess I better divorce her then. And Clapton replied, well, if you divorce her, I've got to marry her. So one one day uh, Clapton was with a friend of his, Roger, and he bet him 10,000 pounds that Roger couldn't get his picture in the papers. For some reason, this was a little later in his career when he wasn't quite as popular. So he says, the following morning, to my utter amazement and horror, the Daily Mail announced that rock star Eric Clapton will marry Patty Boyd. He hadn't proposed to her at the time. So this newspaper article comes out in England, and he's panicking. What if she sees this? So he calls. He, she was living in Los Angeles, and she calls him. he calls her in Los Angeles and proposes to her over the phone before it came out in the papers. Oh, wow. And eventually she, uh, she did agree um, to marry him, and uh, they got married. The ceremony took place in March of 1979 in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, one interesting thing about the the wedding is when they were cutting the cake, uh, there was a photographer there taking pictures of them cutting the cake, and Eric Clapton took a piece of cake and threw it at the photographer, and you know covered his his expensive camera with cake. And but the photographer tried to play it cool; he didn't want to get too crazy, but. not too long and then a whole food fight ensued with everybody throwing food.
0: That does not bode
1: well for the marriage, right? (laughs) So what is the length of time
0: that's transpired since he first fell in love with her and now they're married in 1979?
1: Oh, it was years and years. Mm. So uh, a little later on in his life, uh, while he's still together with Patty Boyd, uh, Eric Clapton finally uh, goes to rehab and he gets serious and he cleans up the... he, he handles his addiction to heroin and to alcohol. And he says that one of the hardest things to face after coming out of treatment was his relationship with Patty because he'd never been sober, really, in his mm-hmm. relationship with her. And he also thinks that she was looking forward to him coming home and, and being clean uh, like the war was over and having this wonderful, glorious relationship. And it, and it really wasn't after that. He had a hard time readjusting to the relationship with her without having all of the chemical substances. And he started to blame her for everything that was going on in his life. And the, the relationship just didn't go that well. So in about uh, 1985, he was, Eric Clapton was touring Italy. And one night after dinner, he met a, uh, an Italian woman named Lori Del Santo. And uh, she was very attractive. She had been modeling and had been on TV, uh, had been a, a, had had uh, a long list of, of international superstar boyfriends, and uh, you know it sounds like the kind of woman that would in Patty's <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, I think Patty only had the two, right? Well, no, she had Jimmy Page too. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, uh, Clapton says that the that the energy that he had with this Italian woman was very strong, and and uh, liked her a lot. He went back home to Patty and tried to rekindle the relationship with her, and it it just wasn't working. And so he decided to leave Patty, and he just picked up and left and went to Milan and showed up on uh, Lori's doorstep and said, Can I move in? And she said, Yes. Come and live here, and we'll see where it takes us. So he moved in with Lori Del Santo, and in a future podcast, we're going to talk about uh, their son, Connor. That's kind of a downer story, a little bit, don't you think? Not as
0: sad as the story about Connor. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Well, you know, all along, I've I've been kind of thinking that you know it's my wife and I's twenty first anniversary coming up here soon, and that we might. I thought this was going to be a romantic story. <laughs> so I was going to wish my wife a, a happy anniversary on our 21st anniversary, but I'm going to wait for another podcast. you not going to dedicate this
1: podcast to, yeah. to Gina?
0: Dear Gina, Trek's in love with you. Wow. A
1: little surreal, huh? Yeah. Let, let me tell you, though, that after after reading the Clapton biography, and, and he ultimately ends up marrying another woman uh, in the United States, and has... A great relationship with her and has children with her and ends up having a, a pretty good life after this and and there was s- some discussion in his autobiography about how uh, wow I've had this this life filled with fame and money and women and chemical substances and all of these things and none of them brought me any happiness and now I've got uh, a stable family life with a, a wonderful loving wife and wonderful children and that's what life is all about
0: well really the moral of this story is and i think the way you can wrap this up is just leave george harrison's wife alone <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was an interesting story i appreciate tregg for sharing that with us Wanna thank you for listening. As always, we are the Rocktail Hour Dudes, and if you have an interesting tale that you'd like to share with us or a suggestion for a future podcast, please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com. Also, join us at Facebook, like our page so that you can get information about upcoming podcasts. You can also join us on Twitter. So once again, on behalf of uh, Michael and Craig and Tim, rock on